single podcast that I listen to starts off with some type of elaborate intro that explains how they built some type of company from the ground up while being pretty close to perfect and having obsession-worthy hair. Like, seriously, I'm still obsessed. (laughs) For me, I'm right in the middle of my life's work, and this entire podcast is to take you on that journey with me, answer all of your questions, and give you a closer look at exactly what it is to live my life. So without further ado, let's just dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good whatever time it is where you are. As you can tell, I've absolutely had way too much coffee this morning, but I'm totally ready to just dive right into this topic. Um, This is really something that is super close to my heart, and I get asked this question more than anything, I believe, right now. Um, So... I want to dive right into this and you know if you're if you're joining me again for another week I want to thank you so much your support means the absolute world to me and this podcast I really couldn't keep this thing going without you guys' support if you're brand new to my podcast welcome like hello go ahead and screenshot this share it on any social platform you have and you can find me just about anywhere as at charity mac and mac is with the C. So, are you guys excited about this? I'm super excited. Like, so excited. I locked all of my kids out of my bedroom. I hid under my bed and I have a million candy bars ready to... No, no, just me? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I I get asked a ton because I say this word a ton. I get asked, Charity, what does it mean when you say you run an inclusive business or you um, kind of live an inclusive life? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? How can I do that? Um, I This question fires me up, number one. I love it. I could talk to whoever will listen for hours and hours on end about... Um, running a business this way or you know maybe you don't have a business but living your life this way because I really believe it all starts there so I I have recorded this episode I kid you guys not probably like 18 times because I've really been trying to think of a way to get what's in my head out which is like the biggest pain when you're doing a podcast is is explaining things in a way that can be universally understood and not just make sense to you, if that makes sense. So I, I've been putting this podcast together for a, several weeks now, and you know I've recorded a bunch of different episodes and gone through this a bunch of different ways. And the the way that makes the most sense to me and and people who I'm going to say product test for me. So people who I send my rough, rough, rough drafts to and they give me like really blunt advice about it. What I should change, um, what doesn't really make sense, if I get really off topic, things like that. The, The best way that we have all mutually agreed was 
I got to walk you guys through my past a little bit more. We got to, we have to pull back that layer just a little bit more for you guys to understand um, what inclusivity means to me and how I got to this place in my life where um, I've been able to create this my very own definition of what it is to be inclusive and and live it out throughout my daily life. I think it um I think I cannot start this entire thing if you guys don't understand kind of where I've come from. So this is gonna be a super interesting episode. At this point, this is where you like take out your pen and paper and take notes. No I'm playing. Totally do not take notes. <laughs> But I hope you'll stick around through the end because I believe this is going to get really interesting. Um, So it's no stranger to anyone. I run an all-inclusive party planning business. I also live my life very, very inclusive. Um, So much so that I have this word tattooed on my right forearm. And I get asked a ton, what what does all of that mean? What does all of that mean? Um, And... You know, let's just, let's dive right into it, all right? So I want to start with a little bit of my background so you can understand my perspective a little bit better, all right? So I grew up in the dead center of the Bible Belt, guys, with a hilariously diverse family. Now, I use the word hilarious because if you've never talked to any of my family, including myself... Um, we will have you laughing your ass off within the first three minutes of a conversation. It's kind of our family thing. (laughs) Um, my mom birthed my fabulous tail when she was only 15 years old. I emphasize that 15 years old because talk about a friggin' life shift. I mean, from the stories that I've heard growing up from her having a baby at 15 in 1995, didn't it exactly allow you to finish high school or have a regular life? I mean, not that it really does today either, but let's be real. In 1995, it was a different world, okay? (laughs) So being, you know, my mom giving birth to me at 15 My father was killed when I was four, which is actually a really, really interesting story that we'll eventually have to dive into. I'll probably do like a bonus section (laughs) for that story because it's really interesting. Um, I really, really don't remember much of him at all with the exception of two times. I feel like I remember, but I'm not entirely sure if my mind made them up for comfort or if they actually really happened. I should probably figure that part out. But, you know, what I do remember are the people who took it upon themselves to fill that gap for me. And I think it's important that I walk you through these people to better understand my perspective on things. So, my grandparents, first and foremost, my nanny and papa. um, I absolutely would not be who or where I am today without my grandparents. They stepped up all throughout my life while my mom, the youngest girl of the bunch, was trying to navigate life after her child's father, her first true love, had been killed. And also, you know, hey, I got to raise this kid. So, you know, my grandparents really stepped up in a time where they they didn't have to. They, they chose to. And if you know anyone raised by grandparents, you know we are a tad bit different. <laughs> and I say that with as much humor and love in the world. But, you know, due, due to the fact that we're being taught from people that are two generations back from us... They they see the world in a totally 
entirely different light because you know they they have seen the things that we are being brought up on created and they've lived a time before they ever existed so it's just it we're different we're a little bit different people and it's the best thing in the world <laughs> so my grandparents um and then there was Reggie Reggie came into my life somewhere around 1998 1999 uh, my mom and Reggie would eventually have my brother Mac and end up marrying a little later on. Uh, Reggie was 10 foot tall, tallest man I've ever seen before in my life. <laughs> he was probably somewhere around like 6'6", six, 6'5", six 6'6", six, 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 but you know, to a petite 4 or 5 year old, this man was the freaking Hulk, okay? Reggie never had to accept me as his child, but he did. I mean, he, this man didn't even care that I biologically wasn't his, and he could care less that I was basically the whitest kid he'd ever seen, and he, to me, at that time, was one of the blackest men I've ever met. Fun fact, side note, whatever you want to call it, I used to ask Reggie all the time. People would point out our color difference when we would go out or asked me repeatedly while we were out and it was just Reggie and I if I was okay or little girl does your mama know where you are you gotta love living in middle Tennessee y'all I would ask Reggie all the time Reggie when will I get as dark as you he would always laugh in this really deep rusty baritone voice you guys he didn't even have a baritone voice but his laugh totally did not fit his body <laughs> He would always laugh and, and say, Sissy, Sissy is what I was called when I was younger. You see, when, when babies is born, they come out of their mama and they have to pass through this tanner system. As like a six-year-old, I was massively confused. But he would continue and say, you know, when, when you come through, your tanner was just broke. That's the only difference between you and me. You, you just got a broke tanner. I totally had no idea what this man was talking about, but I went with it. I carried that advice throughout my kindergarten year when my teacher had to have a really real-life conversation with me explaining that I was a white kid, born white, and I was going to stay white. No tanners involved. <laughs> For a lot of my friends out there, my emoji choice just made a world of sense, did it not? <laughs> There's many, many, many more people that stepped in to fill this gap that I once had, but let's be real, we don't want this episode to be 87 hours long because you're most likely listening in the car and your car trip's not that long. <laughs> so for time's sake, I'll be mentioning a ton of people in the notes section of this podcast. So I really feel that my childhood and being raised in a multiracial, multiracial, guys, I can't talk, multi-generational family taught me to see this world not as black and white, old or young, but as a rainbow full of every single colors possible, which really brings me to the, the word, the topic of today, inclusive. On my right arm, I have this word tattooed. It's in Italian because... Um, my wife's Italian, and I love that woman. In black, good-sized lettering, it stands. Each time I look down, I can see it. Each time I pick up my phone to type words or speak into it, I see the word. It's always there in front of me. It's always, it's always there 
to have me pause and actually think about the things before I impulse respond, something that really doesn't align with my life values. If you Google this word inclusive, the definition that, you'll, that will come up on your phone is including or covering all the surfaces, facilities, or items normally expected or required. I have a slightly different definition. This is where you take out your notepad and you write this stuff down. <laughs> so for me, when I say I run an inclusive business or I say I lead an inclusive life, I'm not worried about what people expect or require. I really feel that, that being openly gay comes with its own challenges, but one of the most annoying things that people just assume is that just because I'm gay, I have to, I'm required to make the same decisions as them, eat or not eat at the same places as them, shop here but not shop there. And while I may do very similar things as other people in the gay community, this word inclusive allows me to not fall into this judgmental trap of what I can and cannot do. For me, inclusive is not an adjective like Google will describe it to you. It's a verb. I do inclusive. How? How do I do inclusive? Well, because it takes work. Guys, anything that is that is grand takes work. It, it takes work and inner strength to live out this way in a lot of areas in my life. To me, inclusive is, is my golden rule. It's to treat people how you want to be treated absolutely with no exceptions. I don't care if they agree with you being raised in a biracial household or they, they agree with you being gay or not. They vote the same way as you do or not. They disagree with you on absolutely everything or they don't. I treat people the way that I would want them to treat me and, you know, the best way I can really tie this all in and, and give you a really good example is um, I was asked a few months ago to give an example of, you know, it really, really dive in and explain what inclusive is to me by a really, really good friend. Um, and this, this is the example that I gave. I really think that it will make a lot of sense for, for a lot of people out there. Um, so my, my example to my friend was I can take two friends and maybe I have a friend that, um, for example's sake, voted for, for Trump and I have a friend that voted for Clinton. I can take both of these friends individually or together out for dinner or lunch or breakfast. Guys, I'm a foodie. I take everyone out for food, okay? You can like note that on your notepad right now. Charity absolutely loves food. <laughs> okay, so I can take both of these friends out for some type of food and treat them both with grace and respect regardless on who I feel made the better choice in their votes. Now, after I gave this explanation to my friend, she was like, oh no, I could not do the same thing, but this totally makes sense to me now. And for a lot of people out there, I hope it kind of came together for you too. So I want to leave you guys with a couple of examples or 
um, examples or just, you know, a little bit more feedback on how I lead an inclusive life and business. Um, I think so many of my listeners out there have businesses of their own and, and a lot of times when I go to conferences or I meet with other consultants in the same industry as me, they ask me, you know, how do you tie this into your business? And the first thing that I really want to point out for you guys is being inclusive is not a gay thing. And I, I say that and I know of some of my friends that will gasp and send me kind of not ugly notes, but give me a stern talking to for even using that statement. But, you know, being inclusive is about being a good person. It's about not judging people for something that you may not even understand. Um, you know, I used a political reference earlier and I, I can totally go in and tie tie being inclusive into just about everything in your life, you know, from parenting to the way you run your business to political things to who you're friends with, you know, you may not parent the same exact way as, as your best friend, but you're still friends. Yes. Or yes. Right. So, you know, being inclusive really comes down to, you may not agree with somebody on something. Odds are, you got a lot of people in your life like that, you know, there's, there's always something that someone's not going to fully agree with you on. We're not all exactly the same. And that's what makes us all beautiful, right? That's what makes the world go around. Living an inclusive life, running an inclusive business means that I don't care that we don't agree. I really don't. I'm going to treat you with respect. You're going to treat me with respect and we're going to go on about our day. It's not a gay thing. It has nothing in the world to do with it. And, you know, in fact, I, I get asked a lot within our, the business that I run, party planning, you know, well, how do you run an inclusive business if um, by company rules we're not allowed to do X, Y, Z? And, you know, my answer for that has always been, well, you, I, there may be some areas in my life where I fully cannot allow certain things to happen, but I always explain the reason. And then I find a way to include people because at the end of the day, people just want to feel loved, safe and loved. So I find if you're that person for other people who they know that they can come to and they're not going to feel judgment and they're going to have a safe place to talk and be open about any topic. It could be what spaghetti sauce you use at night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But as long as you're that safe person for people, then you're living inclusively. People shouldn't feel afraid to talk to you about any topic. Um, because they should know that they're not going to be judged by you. They're not going to be judged. They're not going to be looked at differently. Whether they're gay, straight, black, white, purple, it does not matter. Because living inclusively means that you accept everybody no matter if you understand the reason or not. So, I really, really hope this helped you guys. I've been so excited to do this little podcast and talk about this topic. I really, really love getting asked this question um, and as always, guys, if you have any more questions, send them over to me. I love getting feedback from you all. Like, 
it lights my heart on fire when you guys have listened to a podcast and you're like, here, these are the notes I took and these are the 12 questions I have. (laughs) I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, And here in the near future, I really hope to start doing listener shout outs every single podcast. So I'm looking for you guys when you're screenshotting and you're tagging me in it. I'm totally watching to see what your favorite parts were, what your feedback is. And I am really, really wanting to start shouting people out on the next podcast. So be sure that you tag me. You can find me on just about every single platform is at Charity Mac. Um, And I hope you found value in today's little session. That's what I'm going to call it. And I hope you come back next week for more. That's a wrap, y'all. I am so glad you made it to the very end. If you have not already, please subscribe. Go go ahead and leave a rating, a review. It really, really helps all of us um, out here in podcast land when you do those things. And if you really, really loved it and you know someone who can benefit from hearing this podcast, screenshot it, baby. Tag me on any social platform that you're on. You can find me just about anywhere and at Charity Mac with a C. Um, I am always watching and looking for you guys' feedback. And as always, let's keep it real.